Second and 14. Good protection for Bridgewater. Time for DJ Moore, who got behind the defense and now turns on the speed for the touchdown. 74 yards, and the Panthers strike for the big play in New Orleans. With the eighth pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers have selected Christian McCaffrey. Welcome to the Stop Capping Sports Podcast. Ice up, son. Ice up. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. This is the Stop Capping Podcast. I'm James, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Dean. What's up? For any of y'all new listeners out there, we are a sports podcast. We cover everything sports, news, updates. We go over scores. And mainly, our main focus on this podcast is everything Carolina sports, Tar Heels, Duke, NC State, anything you think North Carolina, we talk about it. And most importantly, we do cover the Carolina Panthers here. So um, I think we're going to go ahead and get this thing kicked off. Dean has some news for y'all. So go ahead, Dean. Let these people know what you got to say. Yeah, that's right, everybody. We have an injury update. Uh, Yitor Grossmatos is out against the Texans with an ankle injury. Pat Evelyn is on the IR for three weeks with a hamstring injury. Dennis Daly will get the start, and A.J. Bouye, our nickel cornerback, is taking the show on the turf with not only J.C. Horn and Dante Jackson in the secondary. It's going to be exciting to see A.J. Bouye back there. Yeah, that's going to be huge for us, man, have some of that leadership back there with that young uh, you know, secondary. So it's going to be nice to have him back on the field. Can't wait to see what he brings to the table. Uh, well, we're just going to get right into it then. Uh, I think we're, you know, obviously this is an episode we're going to be talking about the Carolina Panthers, right? So uh, we're going to talk about this recap. Week two against the Saints, an absolute blowout, 26-7. to uh, I'm going to start by saying, yes, in my last episode, uh, James and I both predicted that the Carolina Panthers were going to lose. Uh, I think I had them losing by three points uh, in close fashion. But just before kickoff, I sent James a text and said, listen, I can't live with myself. I can't go against the Carolina Panthers this week. We will win this game, uh, and it will be a very, very good game. Um, That was due in large part to I knew that their offense was, you know, kind of in shambles. They didn't have some offensive linemen. Um, You know, our picks were literally moments before kickoff, right, right before we kicked off the show. I uh, didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it. I slept on it, ch- uh, decided to change my prediction, uh, which you know turned out to be the right the right read. Um, but let's get into the game a little bit. Um, we'll start with the Saints here before we get into the Panthers. We held Jameis Winston to 50% of his completions, 11 for 22, for only 111 yards. He had a five-yard passing average with two interceptions. We got to him four times for 31 yards. This guy got completely obliterated. Our defensive line, again, came to the game ready to take his this guy's head off, just like they did last week. Brian Burns got him a sack. Daquan Jones, we talked a lot about him in the last episode about his availability on that injury update. It's huge. We got we were able to get him in the game. He got himself a sack. Hassan Reddick, he got himself another sack and a half. 
And then we had Morgan Fox, who also had just half a sack. He's he's showing a lot of, I, I believe that actually that half sack was uh, when, yes, Morgan Fox and Hassan Reddick both got to Jameis Winston at the same time. And, uh, you know, they, they brought him down. It was really early in the game. Very, very cool uh, move by uh, Morgan Fox coming up the middle and Hassan Reddick just cleaning it up with him. Um, like I said, Morgan Fox, uh, he was actually on the injury report this week. He's actually a full go. Good news for us because his stats are not really reflecting how dominant he really was to help assist containing Jameis Winston in this game. Also with that, we held Alvin Kamara to five yards rushing. He had a .6 yard rush average. Absolute dominance. Uh, and held him to 25 yards receiving, only a 6.3-yard average because he had four catches. He was a second-leading receiver, only behind Humphrey with one catch, 27 yards. Our defense completely shut these guys down. It wasn't even close. They had two sacks on their side, uh, got, you know, got to Sam Darnold a couple times, actually forced an interception with some of that pressure, due in large part to a couple of injuries on our offensive line this week. Um, you know, with Pat Eflin going down, like I said, uh, in the injury update. You know, I, I feel like our defense made a really, really, really good push this week against a beat-up offense. So I'm not going to get extremely excited about what we've done yet. Uh, this was almost a give-me game, uh, just as last week. Um, that's my personal opinion on that. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and let James go ahead and get started on, you know, the Panthers this week. Well, first I want to say this wasn't a game that – well, let me say this. First, I want to say that I'm not upset that I was wrong about this game. And there's a reason why. Like I said in the last podcast, regardless of the rosters or what rosters look like, these divisional games in the South are always tough. You know, we saw what the Saints did to the Packers in week one. And to me, I thought, you know, maybe maybe Sean Payton found out a way to work with Jameis Winston, how to you know, run this offense without your Drew Brees, without your Michael Thomas. But then when you look back, we saw on Monday night that you could score against the Green Bay's defense. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Detroit was up 17-14 at the half. So you take that into consideration, and the way the defense has been playing, I'm not taking anything away from the Carolina defense. This is something that me and Dean's talked about. I mentioned in our very first episode, key to this season was going to be that front seven. If we could continue to get that pass rush, stay fast, get those edge rushes, we're going to be all right. We're going to be a good defense. And so far through two games, you have seen that out of the Panthers, which is good. This is what we want to see. Like you said, it's a gimme game. Week one, it was a gimme game. We played a rookie quarterback. Week two, we played the Jameis Winston of old. This is what Jameis Winston looked like in Tampa Bay. But the difference there was Jameis actually had weapons. Now he has none. He has Alvin Kamara. And like you said, you shut down their one weapon. You know, there's not much they can do on offense. <clears throat> so all in all, I could say I'm I'm excited about what I see on the field. I'm going to temper my expectations for the Panthers right now. Because you said, it's a gimme game. We don't, they look good. Dean mentioned, we're playing the competition. We're winning the games we're supposed to win. And I think my prediction on this game was what, 20 to 27? Yeah. Okay, I told Dean I would have liked to seen that type of score, even if we came out on top or not, because I wanted to see what this young defense looks like when it faced adversity, what we look like when our backs are against the wall, and 
we have to come back and win a game. And we haven't seen that yet. Not saying that we can't, but these past two weeks, this is good for us because this is where this defense is building chemistry. They're learning to play together. So this is gonna, they're gonna continue to grow as we go throughout the season. And when we get in these tougher games, I believe this is just making these guys better. The offense, there's not, there's not a lot to complain about this offense. You know we got Christian McCaffrey. We have DJ Moore. It's simple as that. The offense runs through them two guys. Maybe I'd like to see Sam Donald spread the ball out a little bit more. Let some of these other guys, you know, get the ball in their hand and see what they can do. Terrence Marshall, you know, we think he could be a, a big part of this offense. And we saw what Robbie could do last year without Christian McCaffrey. So maybe spread it around a little bit more. But like I said, there's there's no complaints we can have there. But then you take it back. We also paid a banged-up Saints defense, and we paid the New York Jets. So for me right now, I'm not I'm buying in on the Carolina Panthers, but I'm not completely sold on the Carolina Panthers yet. I want to see once we get to these games where we have to pay these these tougher these tougher teams these these better offenses. I want to see what we look like. But like I said, right now we're on the right track. We're we're doing the right things, you know. But I just want to see us continue to build off this momentum that we have. Because just like we're about to get into Thursday night, I think we're going to start the season off 3-0. and So we can go in 3-0. and Week 4, we got Dallas. That's going to be our real first test this season. Um, that defense is playing a lot better. But we're not going to get in that right now. We're going, to re- we're going to go over that game when it gets here. So, yeah, we can ju- go ahead and jump into this Thursday night game. Um, do you have anything to say as far as what I just said? You got anything to say about yeah, that? Yeah, um, I... I completely understand the uh, view on we haven't really played any good competition this year so far so it's hard to really determine where we really are and when we say that we're referring to are we ready to make a push in the postseason correct not necessarily hey we're a good team or we're a bad team we aren't we know we're a good team we have a lot of weapons uh, and, and right now, the biggest the biggest question mark is Sam, right? Everybody knows that mm-hmm. Sam Darnold is the big question mark. He has played a bunch of lollipop defenses since he came to the team, and he's about to play another lollipop defense when he plays against the Houston Texans tomorrow night. Um, so we're not going to really see a test, a, a true test for him. We are going to go as far as Sam Darnold lets us go. Uh, and, and no, that sounds like you know it's backwards. We're we, you know oh we go as far as Christian McCaffrey. I disagree Sam Darnold our quarterback the most important position on the field the guy who touches the football literally every single play he is the most important person on this offense when we will go as far as Sam Darnold lets us go if we get into a situation where we are playing against a very good front four I want to see how he responds to real pressure I know he had a lot of pressure with the Jets the Jets have a very good front four we had a the pro football focus ranked 31 ranked offensive line in week one uh, because of that that pressure and he did a really good job he did a really good job um, and and that that right there was was a good sh- uh, show uh, on his behalf of what he can do under pressure that's one game though uh, and there was nothing really in the secondary. Um, so he was able to find these open receivers, and he was able to find an open Christian McCaffrey. We need to see what he's going to do against the Tampa Bays, uh, against the Dallases. I know the Dallas defense is not superb, but it's going to be a shootout because their offense is superb. Um, these are the tests that we can't wait to see. This week is going to be a big – this Thursday is going to be a big joke, um, personally, I think. 
Um, yeah, um, can I say one thing though? I mean, I agree with you, but I do think out of the three, the first three team, uh, three teams we played, I think this will be the best defense that we've seen because yeah. they held in with Cleveland, you know, this past weekend. So I think this is going to be the best defense we've seen so far. But still, rookie quarterback back there, um, first start. You know, I think we're going to do the same thing we kind of did to uh, to Zach Wilson. I haven't seen this kid play, but like I said, it's going to be a, another easy test. But it's also going to be something for us to continue. Like I said, feed off of this. Boom, get that. You know, get that chemistry going on that defense. And you know, back to Sam not facing pressures yet. That speaks for Joe Brady and this this coaching staff drawing up plays so Sam doesn't have to hold the ball in his hand long. He can look for these short plays, you know, dump it off to Christian McCaffrey because we know what he can do with the ball in his hands. So, I think we've done, all in all we've done a pretty good job. Everything we're seeing, you know, I, I'm enjoying watching it. This is something I've been, you know, impatiently waiting for because I've I've been wanting to see this young defense that's that we've talked about that me and you's been together hyping up over the off season and especially after seeing them last year play together knowing they're all coming back and you know adding some new pieces i think having Bouye, uh aj Bouye back there i think that's going like i said bring some leadership to this defense and mm-hmm. you know i think it's going to continue to be good but when it comes down to it we we have to we we have to be tested um if you're a Panthers fan, I hope you, you know, I know you guys are listening, but we've all been in this situation before to where we build all this hype up and all of a sudden, you know, the rug swept out from under our feet. Um, it's just something as a Panthers fan, we do, you know, we just got to hold back a little bit. We got to see it, you know, you know, just, just let us buy in, you know, sell us on, on, on what we're doing in Carolina. Yeah. Um, some, some really good things that I did see. Uh, that I have to give Sam Donald his credit. His quick release is a testament of his ability to quarterback the team. We had Cam and we had uh, Bridgewater. Uh, those guys liked to hold on to the football a little too long uh, and, and not you know get rid of the football. We are now seeing what it looks like for the quarterback to have a quick release, to be in that situation where pressure is in his face. And he has responded. you know. And yes, it's against the Saints, and they, they, they were beat up. They didn't have... Uh, Lattimore back there. Um, they didn't have Alexander. Uh, they didn't have these top players on that defense. Um, so it was a weaker defense. But again, you got to play who's in front of you, and that's the unfortunate part about it. We can't really give a true a- analysis. But what we can do is go off of what we saw. Uh, and and what I saw was DJ Moore with 11 targets. He's a centerpiece of our offense. He led our team in targets by five. The second place was Christian McCaffrey with just six. Um, DJ Moore had eight catches, 79 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and this man is leading our team right now in receiving yards, and he's got a, the solo. T- he's only got one touchdown this week through two weeks, right? But mm-hmm. DJ Moore has not even scratched the surface of what he can do this year. DJ Moore has done a bunch of short to intermediate routes. We haven't seen his his deep route yet. We haven't seen him break free on this defense yet, and that's going to come. DJ Moore has that speed. He has that ability to get over top of that defense. That is something we're going to see soon. It could be tomorrow night. DJ Moore has been doing phenomenal with what we've got, and he's not even scratched the surface yet of what he can do. And that's a very scary part about what DJ Moore's potential is in this offense. 
and I'm excited to see that, right? Yeah. Another yeah, correct. And go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you know, it's one thing that me and you've been preaching, you know, we don't have to sell DJ anymore because he's doing it on the field. But now we're seeing him treated as that number one receiver. Because you remember last year, there was questions, you know, is DJ really the number one on this team after Christian Christian McCaffrey went down and then, you know, Anderson right, picked Anderson. it, you know, stepped in that spot. Um, there was questions. Is he the real number one? He is. And he's showing you this season. Like you said, he's showing you the season. I am the number one here. And he deserves to be treated like the number one. Because we saw just, since he's been in Carolina, we've saw the highlights. We, we know what he can do. But now, this year, it's being put all together. And like you said, that dude, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of DJ. He's obviously my favorite player on the Panthers. Um, and I, I just can't wait to see how this season goes. Because I could say, you know, he's averaged, what, four touchdowns a season? Mm-hmm. He got one in two weeks. So, you know, that's less than a quarter the way there. And uh, we already got one in a book. So, I'm on... We're going to continue to see what happens with DJ. I think he'll get one this week, personally. Um, Yeah, definitely. So, another thing I'm excited to see, uh, and I'm honestly upset we didn't use it enough. Uh, Dan Arnold, three catches for 55 yards. He had an 18.3 receiving yard average. And his longest catch was 19 yards, which means pretty much all of his catches were right around that, right? Dan Arnold, if he can be a factor at the seam – that's going to do nothing but pull those safeties down, and it's going to do nothing but open the game up for DJ Moore. We have to have Dan Arnold utilized and have to have Dan Arnold be successful in this offense. He's key to our receiver's success, and he is key to keeping that pressure off of Sam Darnold because they can't stack a box on us. If you have a tight end that is a viable threat, you have a running back who's a viable threat, you have receivers that are a viable threat and a quarterback with a quick trigger. Everything that I've seen so far this season, I have preached about it all off season that this is what we are. Um, and I, I am just excited to see what this is going to look like against a good defense. And I'm again, James says not sold. I'm not. I'm I'm buying in on the Panthers, as he said, but I'm not sold on the Panthers yet. I'm, I'm going to buy in, but until we see Sam Darnold in real distress, if he can perform the same way he's doing, getting out of the pocket. Look, look at how he played at the Jets. He was constantly getting hit. They didn't have a good O-line, right? We don't have a phenomenal O-line. We are trying to improve it slowly, um, but that's going to be our real test. And then the last thing, Brendan Zilstra. Three yeah. catches for 44 yards. The guy comes, he's our fourth string wide receiver and made an impact in this game. First drive, we, we he was wide open on a little in route and walked into the end zone. Um, Brendan Zilstra had a couple good key catches in this game. Uh, and and it, he just made an impact, which that just shows where Joe Brady's at, where how he can draw up the the offense and it doesn't matter who's in there somebody's going to get open uh and it and it shows where sam darnold's at he doesn't care who you are he's going to throw to the open man so there's a lot of good things that we're looking at here uh some disappointing things is ian thomas he only had one catch for seven yards i had a lot of high hopes for ian thomas coming out of this draft a couple years ago um and he's just he's just not panning out it's kind of disappointing 
But, you know, Dan Arnold, that's going to be the guy that we have to, you know, rally around and, and make, you know, help push this guy uh, as much as we can and support as a fan, hoping and praying that this guy can become an actual, you know, impact on this offense, like Greg Olson did from the Bears. Yeah, um, and that's what I was about to say. I was about to mention Greg Olson. I mean, to keep it short, we see what a dominant tight end does to offense. We've seen it personally, and we're still seeing it through the leagues with these handful of, you know, dominant guys in the league. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, Dan Orr can be that guy. Like you said, he is looking at him. Uh, he had that one red zone target. He fell short of the red zone, but, I mean, at the end zone, sorry. But, yeah, no, you're right. You know, we get him more involved and open it up just more, man. That's that's really what we need. We need the more weapons for Sam, the easier his job's going to be. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing that was a little demoralizing, um, we only had a 2.7-yard rush average. Christian McCaffrey only had a three-yard rush average. You want to see around four yards a, a carry. You don't want to be seeing tw- three yards per carry. That's – that's not gonna, you know, you can't get a first down running three yards a carry. You gotta, you get first downs running four yards a carry. Um, Chuba Herbert, eight rushes, ten yards. You know, mm. we had we had hopes for Chuba Herbert coming into the season. Uh, he had one target, no catches, um, and eight rushes. He only had eight touches this this week. Uh, and I did see that they tried to relieve McCaffrey and get him into the game and let him play, but. When you're getting there and you're getting a 1.3 yard rush average, what do, I mean? What are you really going to be able to do with that? You can't get McCaffrey off the field if the backup can't perform either, um, and so that's that's alarming. That's alarming. We want to see McCaffrey be able to get relief. We don't want to see McCaffrey on the field 100% of the plays. At least I don't because I want him to stay healthy because we know how valuable he is as an asset on this offense, um, and that was against a beat up Saints defense. So. It was kind of demoralizing, uh, due, you know, mainly because that, that just shows where our offensive line is. Hopefully that we turn that around. As James said, uh, the, the biggest test right now is going to be this week. Uh, I do agree that this defense is probably going to be the best defense we're facing so far in the first three, se- th- first three weeks. Um, you know, just they've been, they've been holding their own. They, they beat the dog shit out of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, and they held their own against Cleveland. Uh, and, you know, the, yes, that was Jarvis Landry went down with an injury, but, um, you know, Houston Houston was able to you know, stay in that ballgame. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I really have for the, this week. Uh, a lot of good things, a lot of bad things, a lot of question marks still. Um, defense, again, like we said, doing, his, doing their thing. You know, we had J.C. Horn. With a, uh, an interception, uh, he didn't should have, have been two. Yeah, should have been two. He he did he had a pass deflection, which was his dropped interception, uh, <laughs> and then one interception. He didn't have any tackles. Uh, they're not throwing the ball to him. Uh, J.C. Horn is second in the league uh, for rookies when it comes to QBR. When the quarterback throws in his direction, he's got a 54 per, uh, QBR. From opposing quarterbacks, so he's second place among rookies. Um, so he's he's doing what he needs to do. You know, it, it doesn't say much. You're playing against a rookie and Jameis Winston with with no weapons. So yeah. Um, but I, it's still it's still a number that we have to go by, and right now it's it's a good one. So yeah, um, I'm gonna like you know speaking of tomorrow night's game, you know I'm gonna be interested to see um, 
you know, JC on Brandon Cooks. Because if I'm not mistaken, last week Brandon Cooks had 14 targets in that game against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. All other receivers on that team didn't see more than two targets. Yeah. So we know who their primary guy is. It's going to be, you know, Brandon Cooks. And I think JC's going to just lock him up. I, like you said, get the pressure to that rookie. And JC do his job back there. Yeah, they got three running backs. I think you, they're going to try to run the ball on us. But from what we've seen the last two weeks, we shut down the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just going to be brutal out there. Um, I, obviously, I'm a Pan- you know we're Panthers fans, so we're going to watch the entire thing and love every minute of it. But you know, for people that might not want to see this game because it's the Panthers in you know Houston, you know, just just pay attention. You just watch the Panthers defense and uh, you know just see it for yourself. See what these see how these guys are playing and how well this pass rush is for us. Um, I mean, Dean, who do you got winning that game? I wonder. <laughs> Texans, no. <laughs> they got it right now. No, uh, it's uh, I. I'm giving a 21 point. No, no, I can't do that. It's a little much. I'm gonna go because because right now I'm looking at their stats. The Texans have a 29 points per game. They're allowing 26 points per game. The thing about us, we're only allowing 10 points a game. We're scoring 22 points per game. Um, so with that, the the, the, the obvious thing here is how bad their defense is. And we were just talking about how the bad the defenses were that we just played against. Um, so they're allowing 26 points. We're going to we're gonna drop no less than that. I think we're going to drop 26 on them. Uh, we're holding teams to 10 points. We haven't played really in offense, but guess what we're playing against? Third-string quarterback for the Texans. Um, so who's their running back? They got Mark Ingram. Uh, the man, the man is like ninety years old. David um, Johnson. David Johnson again. Same. He's ninety <laughs> years old. Um, uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Okay, watch out. We just played against Alvin Kamara. I can think we can handle Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Um, yeah. With all that being said, there's not going to be a running game, um, and with their rookie third string quarterback, I'm not sure how much of a passing game they're going to have. Uh, so I honestly give them 14. I think we're gonna get a 28 to 14 point win here. It, it's just not gonna be. It's not gonna be a good game. It's gonna be fun to watch, but I, I just don't see it being a fun game. You know, for us as as fans, as uh, to especially us, we're we're true friends. We're trying to find out what we have in this team, and it's disappointing that we can't get a Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans, and you know, get a healthy uh, team all around. They don't even have Justin Reed potentially out. Uh, Terrence, Terrence Mitchell, Mitchell is out. Uh, Danny Amendola is out, which I'm not sure how valuable that was even going to be. So, you know, they got a, they got a quite a few people out as well. You know, not as much as the, the Saints had. You know, I think, what, they have like six people on IR? Yeah, this, nine. This, I think it was nine. Nine on IR? I think so. <laughs> so yeah. they're not as beat up as the Saints, and they, I don't think the injuries are as significant as the the players were for the Saints, uh, which means they probably had the majority of their starters. But, um, the, you know, the matchup, uh, the matchup here, 69, 62.9% of the ESPN football power index is – Panthers are winning this game, and there's 36.8% show that Houston are going to win. And, you know, 
take that how you want. I just I don't see this being even a fun game. It's just going to be a shootout for our, our offense, and it's probably going to be one of those where, like you mentioned last week, the Tampa Bay and Falcons game, where we were not going to see Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. That actually ended up being somewhat of a decent game, but um, they do have us winning by eight. The the Vegas has us winning uh, by eight points, uh, so the spread is minus eight in our favor. So um, over under forty three total points, and us winning by eight. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So so they're thinking Houston's going to put up some points. Um, yeah, I, I mean I agree it. with you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean I agree with pretty much everything you said. We haven't seen a full game out of this rookie you know davis mills um so we don't know really what to expect from this you know from this kid so maybe they put up some points maybe you know maybe he can actually play football you know but you like you said third string uh quarterback on the texans that's if you're including deshaun watson i guess technically their second string behind tyrod anyways we don't know what he has i've seen the defense play they're not that bad but i still don't think they're gonna be able to stop us um I do think they will score some points, so I'm gonna give them a 24. I'm gonna take us 24 to 14. Okay, so I got 28, 14. You got 24, 14. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't. You know, it, it is what it is. We got to play the cards we're dealt. It's, it's kind of this is. It's unfortunate because we can't really test us test our guys here, but. I'm going to take this dub, and I'm going to be okay with this dub. So, at the end of the day, hey, 3-0, and that's where we're about to be sitting. And, uh, hey, to be a Panthers fan, to say that we are 3-0 and to start a season, you can't ask for a better start. So, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be definitely cheering us on, put my number, my 1-2 jersey on again. If you didn't ride with the 12, you're not going to ride with the 2. Uh, Got to put DJ Moore's jersey on uh, for this game tomorrow night. Yeah, he's gonna make them believe this this year. So, oh, for sure. You might see a lot more of uh, number two now, not twelve, but you know. All right, guys, and that's about all we got for the game. There, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. When we return, please stand by. We're going to have all of our scoring predictions this last week, week two. Uh, we're gonna go over a couple of those games and uh, you know, tell you who's winning on our scoring predictions for the season. Uh, so taking a break guys see you shortly all right guys we're like i said we're going to go over these scoring predictions uh from this this past week we started our week off with new orleans and the the carolina panthers as i said at the start of the podcast uh we both predicted that the carolina panthers were going to lose however right before the game i decided to change my prediction i went with the carolina panthers i said we were going to win 28 to 24 via text message to james uh, so James held his held his held his stance. He said he's he was wanted to see what this offense can do. Uh, so with that, we both flipped. I had the Panthers winning. We, I won. James was wrong. Second game, Cincinnati Chicago. We were both wrong. James had Cincinnati winning or losing twenty. Uh, no, Cincinnati winning twenty eight to twenty one. I had Cincinnati winning twenty four to twenty one. Uh, the next game was Houston Cleveland. We both we were both right about that game. Uh, I had him Cleveland winning 24-10. James had him winning 31-17. Uh, the next game, Los Angeles Rams and the Indianapolis Colts. We were both correct. We both had the Rams winning. The next game, Denver versus Jacksonville. 
uh, we were both correct. I had Denver 24 to 21. James had them 24 to 10. Uh, the next game was De- uh, Buffalo versus Miami. Again, we were both correct. This is a very good week for the for the both of us. Uh, <laughs> we were kind of killing it there until James' second half of the day. <laughs> kind of like my last week's second half of the day. Um, we both had the Buffalo Bills winning the game. Uh, next game is New England and the Jets. Obviously, we had New England winning that. Both of us were correct. So, so far, uh, at this point in the day, I, it's a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... Six to one on my side, and it's five to two on James's side. Uh, we carry over to the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles game. This was the game that James went against the grain a little bit. The the odds were in obviously San Francisco's favor, and he was almost correct in his prediction that the Philadelphia Eagles would upset the San Francisco 49ers. Very close game. James had them winning 24 to 21. I had the 49ers winning 24 to 20, uh, and I prevailed by the skin of my teeth in that one to uh, get the lead on that. The next game we both had incorrect. It was the uh, Raiders and Pittsburgh. The next game Minnesota Arizona. We were both correct. Uh, we had Arizona winning. Then we had Atlanta Tampa. We both knew that was going to be a blowout. Atlanta put up a little bit more of a fight. Uh, than we expected, but ultimately Tampa Bay took the L. Uh, finally, we have we start to make it to our night games. It's Dallas and the Chargers, uh, and I had them winning. The Dallas Cowboys winning the game, 28 to 24. James had the Chargers winning 38 to 31. Uh, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, Pollard won the game for us. Uh, for for myself, uh, giving me the the L or the, giving James the L here on that particular game. Uh, then field goal. Damn it. Field goal. I know. <laughs> then we had two games in a row we both missed. I was completely shocked by it to be honest. Uh, Tennessee and Seattle. We both had ten, uh, Seattle Seahawks winning this game. Tennessee, as I predicted. Derrick Henry would come out and have a good game. Good Lord. He came out good with, what, day. three touchdowns <laughs> and 150 oh, yards rushing. He absolutely oh, obliterated God. the Seahawks' defense. And honestly, uh, after looking at it and thinking more on it, after seeing what well, happened. Stack, sorry, stat correction before you continue. 182 yards Oof. and three touchdowns. Dang. <laughs> so, yeah, he dominated. He's, he's on pace to 2,000 again. He's ready for it. Uh, and then back, <laughs> I know it took that second week, but uh, and the, the other game uh, was a nail biter, Kansas City and mm. Baltimore. Which again, every time I've told you guys, Kansas City loves to play the competition, but this time I was wrong. They Pat Mahomes didn't win them the football game. Baltimore ran all over them and exposed that defense in this in this uh, red zone. Uh, Kansas City could not stop anything. Baltimore was putting up all the points. Uh, so we both got those predictions wrong. And then, of course, our Monday night game. I predicted that the Green Bay Packers would win the game 28-14. to James chose 38-21. to Overall, it was a good week for both of us in comparison to last week. I think we both went 8-8 eight and eight last week. And this week, I had a little bit of a better lead. You know, I had a couple – I had that one – pick that I changed but it's only 
It's only week two. Um, this week I went twelve and four. James topped the week off at nine and seven, bringing our total to twenty and twelve for myself. And James is seventeen to fifteen, seventeen and fifteen for the year. So guys, that tops off our scoring predictions, and we are again holding this out for the season. All year long, we're going to do our score predictions. And again, the loser has to do something that our fans, our listeners want from us. Uh, we're getting you know an increased amount per day of listeners and a followership. And uh, you know, thank you guys all for the support, as always, you know. And um, thank you guys for sticking around and putting putting up with our crap every you know every episode, um, our crappy score predictions. Uh, our crappy football takes and you know again I know James James feels the same way thank you for for all the support so far yep and that's going to be it everyone Uh, thanks for listening again as always please go to our Facebook page follow us at stop stop capping with Dean and James Caps go to our Instagram page stop underscore capping underscore D and J follow us for updates on when we're going to post uh, our our stats uh, for the Carolina Panthers, our NFL updates, uh, and as always, thank you guys. Peace.